The opinions expressed in this show are the views of the host and not necessarily that of WTRW, 94.3 The Talker, or the Bold Gold Media Group. The following presentation is paid for by NJC Investments, who is solely responsible for its content. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities offered through Lee Baldwin and Company, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. Portions transcribed. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Your Financial Future program here on 94.3 FM, The Talker. My name is Nick Colorossi. I am a certified retirement counselor with NJC Investments located right in the heart of the financial district of beautiful Clarks Green, Pennsylvania. And I'm thrilled that you've chosen once again to join us as we open up this week's doors to the College of Financial Knowledge. Our program originates this morning from the luxurious corner office studio right here at the beautiful Bold Gold Radio Network, located high atop the seriously sun-dried fields of the West Mountain of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Our goal on today's program is to help you to become a better long-term investor, and to help you to weather the investment market storms of 2022. We have a great program in store for you today. We are going to be talking about some stocks that are ready to surge. These are stocks in the renewable energy area. These come to us from Barron's. Barron's thinks these stocks are worth looking at right now. We're also going to take a look at some exchange-traded funds in the energy and utility sectors, including a brand new ETF. If you're interested in Drill Baby Drill, you're going to want to take a look at this brand new ETF in energy. I have some income ideas in equities for retirees or those about to retire And we're also going to take a a look at woke versus non-woke investing. Big debate going on, not only on Wall Street, but also in Washington about non-woke versus woke investing. We'll show you the difference and give you some ideas there as well. And not only all of that, we will certainly catch you up on where we stand year to date in our markets. Talk about our Winning streak in the Dow and the S&P coming to an end last week. What happened last week to change things up just a bit? We'll catch you up on some earnings and get you ready for your investment week that kicks off on Monday morning to carry you through 2022 and beyond. So please stay with us the entire hour, won't you? I promise to make it well worth your while and you will be all the wiser for it. Before we get To all that great investment information, let me first introduce the man who makes this program and all of the other great programs that you hear 
on the weekends here on The Talker, Saturday mornings, Sunday mornings, a lot of great information here on 94.3 FM, The Talker. That man, of course, sitting across the massive soundboard here in the corner office studio, Mr. D.C. Taylor, producer extraordinaire. Yeah. Good morning, Nick. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, D.C. Taylor. Looks looks <laughs> like another sunshiny day. Pretty good uh, day in store for us today, right? Nice, nice little summer weekend here. Uh, mostly sunny today. There's a slight chance of a shower or thunderstorm. And uh, we'll get to uh, around 90 and a slightly better chance of a shower or thunderstorm tomorrow on your Sunday and uh, about 86 for the highs. So. You have just made my grass, my lawn very happy. <laughs> yeah. This is one of those years, DC, yeah. where, you know, last year I believe it was all green in August. Yeah. It is all gray in August this year. Uh, we've been yeah. pretty dry the last couple of weeks, right? Yes. The, uh, the lawns are golden this time of the year <laughs> and, not, and not a welcome golden. Well, we'll get through it. And uh, it, I'm enjoying this, the non, the non humidity. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. been nice weather. So. Yeah. A great summer so far, and uh, looking forward as we go through mm-hmm. the rest of August here, cl- closing down the uh, second side of August already. How about that? Yeah, enjoy enjoy the rest of the summer while we got it. Absolutely, because I will tell you, uh-huh. on my drive to the studio this morning, oh. not only... Not only did I notice this week in stores, all of the Halloween Thanksgiving sure. items are now on the shelves in the stores, right? <laughs> right already. Yeah. Not only that... Uh. Would you believe, as I passed by Paulman's Poultry Farms, the Polts are in the pens. Oh, the Polts. You want to tell everybody what the Polts in the pens mean? The Polts in the pens mean that about three months from now, uh, there's going to be some fine turkeys uh, <laughs> available. Right. Polts, baby turkeys are in the pens over there at Paulman's nah. Poultry Farm, so you know the season is about to change. That's right. All right. Just a reminder for everyone, before we begin with our financial information, DC, if anyone has a question on anything that we cover here on the program, or if there's any matter in finances, investing that we can be of assistance to you, just give us a call at NJC Investments at any time. You can even call now and leave a message. 570-586-5030. We're always happy to hear from our listeners, and we will help you in any way that we can. DC, let's uh, start this uh, program by saying uh, last week we were down for the week. I think that's the first week in five on the S&P. I think it was a little bit longer on the Dow, but we've we've had a pretty good six or seven week stretch in the markets really since the uh, middle of June. Mm-hmm. June 16th, the S&P was 3666, and that was the bottom of the market so far. Yeah. And a lot of analysts say that is the bottom for the year. We will see how that plays out. We can hope yes. that they are right. There are others that say we must go down and retest that or perhaps break below that. Nobody knows for certain. Don't get too caught up with that. Remember, you are a long-term investor. Be concerned with the next three years, not the next three months. So last week, DC, we talked about analysts on each side of the issue, some saying this is the beginning of a new bull market and the worst is behind us, Uh and some saying, oh no, this is a bear market bounce and we're going back to the lows. And we we really don't know no. which which way that's going to go. But what happened last week to kind of change the dynamics? We were cruising along pretty good. We were um, up on the S and P five hundred about seventeen percent from the mid lows of June. That's a good move up, mm. right? Yeah. And the ten year Treasury yield had dropped a bit. So what changed last week? 
kind of a lot of selling towards the end of the week. Well, let me hold up a copy of Friday's Wall Street Journal. Read this headline on page one for me, D.C. Taylor. Wall Street bets the Fed is bluffing in inflation game. All right. And that is that's really what happened last week. So Wall Street thinks that the Federal Reserve is not is not going to raise rates a lot from here. Uh-huh. Most people, though, uh, that you'll see on the business channels will say, oh, no, they're going to keep raising them forever. Uh, and I, I come down on the, on the side that they are not going to raise them too much more, but we'll get into that in just a little bit. But what happened last week, I think we had three or four different Federal Reserve officials, board members, mm-hmm. come out and just give interviews saying, oh, yes, we're going to keep, we're going to raise them 75 basis points this time, and we're not pivoting. We're going to go on. We have to get inflation. They're really talking tough against inflation. Uh-huh. And there's a reason for that. They're, they're trying to jawbone the markets down, and last week it works. This is not the first time that they've done this this year. This is about the fifth go-round on this. Right. They're talking a good game, but how much, DC, how much can they raise interest rates from here? We're up uh, significantly from, from the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. They're going to raise again at the uh, end. Of, it's actually the, the next meeting for the Fed is September 20th and 21st. They are expected to raise at least 50 basis points and maybe even 75 basis points like the last two hikes. So that's on track. But they're trying to tell you they're going to keep going, keep going, keep going. You have two things coming up. Well, two things, two reasons I believe they're not. First, you have an election coming up in November. Right. And the Federal Reserve really tries to be non-political. Mm. They, we can see what they do, but they try when you get close to an election to be you know, on the sidelines so they're not perceived at being political. And also, we have record debt right now. Every time we raise the rates, we're raising it on our own interest payments on that debt. Yeah. We cannot bankrupt our country by raising rates. And that's my opinion. So right. I don't know how much more they can go. And once the market senses that they are coming to an end of the rate hike cycle, I think that's when we can really stabilize the markets and move higher. I believe it will be sooner rather than later. There are others that believe differently. We'll see, but keep an eye on the federal reserve. And when we sense that they're just about done, that's when things should balance out a lot better than they've been. Mm. Thanks again for tuning in to the Your Financial Future program with Nick Colarossi of NJC Investments, helped along ably by Mr. D.C. Tiller of Bold Gold Radio fame. And thanks for allowing us to be the soundtrack for your early Saturday mornings. D.C., last week we talked about the energy sector and we gave you the xle if you're mm-hmm. remember the energy sector the only the only uh, sector in the black year to date on the s&p 500 of the 11 sectors and doing well but it, it had a pullback about a month ago and and now over the last few weeks picked up again we gave you the largest etf in the energy sector if you're looking to diversify your portfolio and as part of your portfolio put in energy but you don't want to pick the individual stocks the exchange traded funds the largest in energy is xle and we gave you the holdings there if you uh, would like those you can always call us in the office we can review that or get some information out to you 
But this week, I'd like to cover the XLU, which is the Spider ETF in utilities, the largest in utilities. Utilities expected by many analysts to hold up well to weather the storm, whether we're in a recession, whether we're not in a recession, the debate goes on, but expected to hold up well. Do you know why, DC? Whether we're in a recession or not, you're mm-hmm. going to need lights and water. Uh, yeah. Right? Yeah. So, that's, so, a, that's, a, that's a guarantee right there. There you go. So uh, let me just review quickly the XLU and the top holdings here. If you're looking for a basket in this area, top holding, Nextera Energy, symbol N-E-E, Duke Energy, D-U-K, Southern Company, S-O, Dominion Energy, symbol is D, Simpra is S-R-E, American Electric Power, AEP. These, again, the top 10 holdings of the utility sector Spider ETF. Next up is Exelon, E-X-C, Excel Energy, symbol there is X-E-L, Consolidated Edison, ED, and the rounding out the top 10 holdings in the XLU Public Service Enterprise, the symbol there is PEG. Now, the XLU, this again, a way to diverse. All those companies are good companies on their own, but a good way to diversify your risk in these ETFs if you're looking to uh, balance out your portfolios. The XLU has really come on over the last few weeks, now up 8.87% year-to-date, trading at about $77, $78 on Friday. $78.05 was the 52-week high put in on Friday, and it has a current dividend yield of 2.61%. Again, XLU is your symbol. If you have an interest in studying up on this or doing your due diligence and uh, you would like some information on it, we can get you all of that information to see if it's a suitable holding for your portfolio, including all the uh, risks and costs involved. Uh, We can get that out free of charge, D.C. Taylor, or obligation. Just ring us up at NJC Investments, 570-586-5030. For full disclosure, we do own some XLU for certain clients at NJC Investments. I'd like to turn now, however, though, D.C., to one we don't own currently, a new ETF that just came out, and you'll like this. The symbol is DRLL. I saw the interview of the from the uh, gentleman at the company that brought this public, mm-hmm. and I think it's out just about a week now, DRLL, and he said, this is a drill, baby, drill type of a play. <laughs> They're <laughs> bullish on energy. They're bullish on U.S. energy, using our own energy versus going to countries that don't like us and asking for favors. Right. Right? Yeah. DRLL right here. Let's take a look at it. D-R-L-L is the Strive, that's S-T-R-I-V-E, U.S. Energy ETF. Again, it's brand new, D.C., about a week old, started at $25. It is now uh, hit a new high on Friday of $27.34. It's up 2% in the last five trading sessions. The category itself, the U.S. Energy Fund category, according to Morningstar, up 35% year-to-date. And uh, as the uh, Strive U.S. Energy ETF, DRLL, off to a good start, certainly over the last week. And here are the top holdings. You may have heard of these. Okay. ExxonMobil, Chevron, ConocoPhillips, EOG Resources, Occidental Petroleum, Pioneer Natural Resources, 
Marathon Petroleum, Schlumberger, Valero, and Exelon. Heard of any of those, DC? Uh, most of those. There, yeah, yeah. there you go. Top yeah. holdings in drilling companies. Why don't we produce our own DC? We we can be energy independent. We don't have to ask Saudi Arabia, certainly Venezuela, or any of those countries I, that I don't, don't like us. I don't know. Oh. I, I can't figure it out. Will you ask the uh, the boys on the shale gas news when you see them right <laughs> after this, please? They sh- they scratch their heads too. I know it. they do. But anyway, um, brand new. We do not currently own it. I'm doing my homework. I'll keep an eye on this fund. D R L L. And again, both DRLL, XLE, XLU, when you're contemplating on investing in baskets in specific sectors, it should be as part, in my opinion, DC, part of an overall portfolio, not a one standing alone investment. Mm. So that would be part of we'll mix in some energy with our growth stocks, with our value stocks, with our fixed income, with our whatever, as a part of a balanced portfolio. That's what's worked out best for us in 2022, staying as diversified as possible because one week or one month, it seems to be this area working and then it goes out of favor a bit and it changes and goes mm-hmm. to another area. Stay diversified and balanced. This will play out sometime 2022 will come to an end. Sure. And things <laughs> will get better somewhere down the road. DC still will not tell me what exact day. <laughs> so stay diversified and focus on the long term. DC, let's take a break right here, but we have a lot of ground to cover. You're going to have to keep me moving as we go through the rest of the program. All right. We're going to talk about some stocks in the renewable energy area. A lot of money being thrown that way, I heard recently, DC. <laughs> so I hear. One of your favorite bills called the... Uh, they, the so-called Inflation Reduction Act. It has nothing to do with that. It has no. everything to do with renewable energy. So uh-huh. we're going to talk about some stocks in that area. We'll also talk about some income ideas, especially for retirees. So safer income plays, according to at least one analyst. And uh, we'll uh, catch you up on where we stand in the market. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this brief message. But let me thank first our friends at Seidel's Restaurant in North Scranton for sponsoring this portion of our program. They have terrific food, D.C. Taylor. This chef at Seidel's was the last chef at the iconic Prino's restaurant in downtown Scranton. He brought a lot of those recipes with him, Mm -hmm. and he has his own great recipes and great nightly specials, a brand-new outdoor patio, mind you, and comfortable indoor, if you prefer that. It's a terrific atmosphere, great food. Do yourself a favor, pick up your phone right now and get your reservations to Seidel's Restaurant. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Your financial future back in one minute. Please stay with us. If you're searching for a special dining experience, Sedell's Restaurant is your home for great taste. Sedell's Restaurant is one of Scranton's elite fine dining establishments, specializing in Italian-American contemporary cuisines. At Sedell's, generous size entrees are prepared with only the highest quality ingredients. So whether you're having a meal for business or pleasure, it's sure to leave a lasting impression. Sedell's Restaurant has mouth-watering Italian-American contemporary cooking with a delightful ambiance. At Sedell's, you are certain to find unique specials for what you're craving. If you can't find an entree off their elaborate menu, just ask the chef. He can create an off-the-menu meal for you. At Sedell's, the owner is also the chef. Sedell's is located on the corner of Main Avenue and Tripp Street in North Scranton. They are now accepting holiday party reservations and on- and off-site holiday catering. 343-6544. 
That's 343-6544. Make it special. Make it Sedell's. Welcome back to the Your Financial Future program on 94.3 FM, The Talker. I'm Nick Colarossi of NJC Investments, and uh, I'm thankful that you're joining us this morning on this beautiful Saturday morning, D.C. Taylor. Sure is good. Yeah, it's very very nice. Every Saturday is a beautiful morning. Every day is a beautiful day. Heck in yeah. one way or another, <laughs> Of right? course. All right. Well, D.C., I want to thank you for doing your mad dash down the hall. I don't know how you do it that quickly every week, but you do. <laughs> and I thank you for this piping hot cup of coffee in front of us this morning. What do we have today? Oh, it always seems to brighten the view once you, once you chug it down. It's uh, it's called uh, Ain't No Cure for the Summertime Brew, parentheses, nor would you want one. I certainly <laughs> wouldn't. It's terrific, DC yes. Tellers. We sit here looking out the big picture window here at the corner office studio over the fields and greens, kind of greens, not too much greens <laughs> of the greens. West <laughs> Mountain of Scranton, Pennsylvania. But uh, we urge everyone, hey, why don't you grab a cup of whatever it is that gets your early Saturday morning started? Sit back and enjoy the rest of our program. Well, we've come to my favorite part of the program, DC, where we like to catch you up on where we stand year to date in the markets. But of course, as you know, before we get there, you know that I always like to give you a hot tip on some of the best investments that you can ever make. That is investing in your family, investing in yourself, and investing in your own community. One of my favorite events of the year going on right now, DC, yeah. in Pittston, Pennsylvania. Where else in the world can you find the tomato festival? <laughs> right. The Pittston Tomato Festival going on tonight. I'm sorry, all day today, into yeah. tonight, into tomorrow morning, into tomorrow evening, right in downtown Pittston. This morning, there's a 5K race that kicks off at 10 a.m., and then we have a parade at 10.30, and that's starting at the A-plus mini market and ending at Cooper's Co-op Building. There's also live performances, a lot of bands down there throughout mm -hmm. the day. And, of course, the big tomato contest <laughs> is at 7 p.m. tonight on the festival grounds. You don't want to miss that. That's always a lot of fun, and a lot of people get a, lot, get a little bit red there, right? <laughs> a little messy, but fun messy. And there's no, uh, nowhere else on the planet I know this goes on, so uh, you want to get to the pits and tomato festival today tomorrow tomorrow morning starts with the uh, little miss and little mr tomato contest i think you're just over the age limit dc just over at 10 45 a.m and a lot of great performance a lot of great food take mm -hmm. home some tomatoes and sure. uh, throw them at your your kids and your wife whatever you want to do with throw them, right? them in a just pot and, and mix them up with some nice sauce make some nice sauce all right that's going on today and tomorrow downtown Pittston. dc teller what do you have for us slice it up put it on a burger with an onion um harford fair today's the last day for it the harford fair and uh also at not only do you have the hartford harford fair uh ending this weekend then next weekend uh august 26th through the 28th friday through sunday is wally lake fest making oh. summer fun last a little bit longer another great community event on uh, lake wall and paul pack the annual end of summer festival uh, to celebrate all things Lake Wall and Paul Pack, uh, combining uh, sunny uh, summer weather, tons of events, live music, and Lake Wall and Paul Pack, 60-plus events 
uh, over the weekend, next weekend in the uh, the wonderful little town of Hawley. Beautiful area. Yes. So, spent uh, a lot of time there at Lake Wall and Pawpack. And growing up, uh, my aunt had a cottage there, and we oh. spent a lot of weekends there. Oh, beautiful. Nice. Beautiful. Yeah, my next door neighbor from Philly, he he always talked about he had a plot of land uh, at Lake Wall and Pawpack. I don't know that he ever brought, built anything on it. Uh, but uh, yeah, so Wally Lake Fest is next weekend, Friday through Sunday. Definitely want to uh, take the family over there and uh, check out all that's going on. And uh, and and when you see that the guys from the uh, Radio Bold uh, radio stations, our, our sister stations, tell them DC Taylor sent you. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Great, great idea. Mark your calendars now for next weekend for that. Well, thank you, DC. Time to get back to finance. And here is where we stand in our capital markets as of August 20th, 2022. Dow Jones Industrial Average down just about 7%. Got down to about 6% DC. Right. Slipped a little bit at the end of the week, down 7% year to date. S&P 500 down about 11% on the year. The tech-heavy NASDAQ down 18% so far in 2022. The 10-year Treasury yield, this was the problem for the NASDAQ, especially at the end of the week. With our treasury officials, the governors out there jawboning the markets down, it also happened that the 10-year treasury yield started to rise, getting close to that 3% level again, and that hurts the tech sector. So we saw that going on on Thursday, on Friday. We'll see how it goes into next week. As I said, this is not the first time the Fed has come out and jawboned the markets down, mm-hmm. and we've recovered from it. We'll, we'll see as we go into the next few weeks. Keep it here on 94.3 in the mornings on Saturday. We'll catch you up each and every Saturday. I think real quickly, DC, I'd like to catch everyone up on our market rates. The federal funds rate right now at 2.5%. The prime rate is at 5.50. Money market rate still at 0.15. Why are money markets not rising? Why Would you check in? I don't know. <laughs> 0.15 on money markets, five-year CD rate, about 1.86 on average. That's your annual yield. If you're in the market for a mortgage, they're at 5.64 on the 30-year mortgage, 4.94% on a 15-year mortgage, and new car loans are at 5.07% on average. Rates aren't too bad, DC, but certainly much higher than they've been over the last few years. Right. You're listening to the Your Financial Future program on 94.3 FM, The Talker, with Nick Colarossi of NJC Investments, helped along by D.C. Taylor of Bold Gold Radio fame. And we'd like to thank you for helping to make us the number one financial hour in all of northeastern Pennsylvania and beyond. D.C., let's turn to Barron's Magazine. That comes out each and every Saturday. It's a great tool for investors, my opinion. Mm-hmm. You can usually you can pick it up anywhere on newsstands in the grocery stores these days. You can get yourself a subscription right to your door every Saturday if you like. B-A-R-R-O-N-S. And this is from the August 15th, 2022, Barron's Magazine, an article by Avi Salzman entitled, The Future of Renewable Energy Has Just Arrived. I think it has something to do with your favorite bill, DC Taylor, that inflation fighting <laughs> the bill. The Inflation thing. Reduction Act. Yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the uh, subtitle here, the U.S. climate bill, along with a parallel initiative in Europe, could reshape global energy within this decade. And here's how to play it. One author's opinion, okay. not recommendations from me to you. I don't know your 
particular circumstances and uh, certainly risk involved within any new technology, Mm -hmm. any new area. So do your homework here if you have an interest. But DC, I want to uh, just tell you how much of that bill that you're talking about, your favorite bill, (laughs) unlocks, according to this article, the climate bill in the U.S. approved by Congress this past week and sent on to President Biden. They took him off vacation to sign it. Right. And um, it unlocks $370 billion for the clean energy initiatives and consumer benefits. Uh, we'll see on the benefit side, right? We don't okay. know. Okay. So uh, just quickly, as a rule of thumb, energy transitions don't happen quickly, right. Salzman says. This is interesting. It took 200 years for coal to supplant wood as the world's leading energy source. Wow. And then we had the rise of oil, and that wasn't much faster after the first oil rush in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. but not in Texas, right. not in California, no, Pennsylvania yeah. it was where where the oil, first oil was discovered. Uh-huh. And uh, in 1859, it was more than a century before oil topped coal. coal. Okay. How about that? All right. But they think this will be much faster of a transition. Uh-huh. Uh, electric vehicles now only account for about 5% of new car sales. They think we're going to quickly go to 25% mm-hmm. within the next few years. So there is a lot of growth potential in this area. And Salzman gives us his six picks on stocks in here. Again, his, his uh, opinions mm-hmm. on which companies he says, these companies could make the most of the new opportunities in renewables. I'll give them to you quickly. AES energy is AES is the symbol. Bloom Energy, symbol BE, Freeport MacMoran, FCX, LG Energy Solution, and there is no symbol. It's a Korean traded. I guess if you can trade on foreign exchanges, it's call me. I can give you the numbers after it, but I don't believe that's traded on our exchanges, LG Energy Solutions. Plug Power is, though, P-L-U-G, and the last of the six is Sunrun, symbol R. U-N. Now, in the past, we've owned AES Energy and Freeport McMoran for certain clients in JC Investments. We currently own some plug power for investors at NJC Investments. Um, let me give you a quick rundown on each of these companies. On AES, symbol AES, it's a Virginia power company that sells renewable energy to utilities and other customers. It also signed deals with corporations, including Microsoft, and trades at just 13 times forward earnings, which is below the market mul- multiple right now. The market's trading at about 15 to 16 times forward earnings. Number two company we gave you was Bloom Energy, symbol BE. This is a California company that builds machines using fuel cells that can run on several kinds of gases, from natural gas to hydrogen to biogas pulled from landfills or dairy farms. And uh, biogas, like hydrogen, gets large subsidies in this bill. Right. There you go. Yeah. That's interesting that it can run on all those. Yeah. Just saying. Again, the symbol there, BE, number three. The third company here is Freeport McMoran Mining Company. Um, This is a copper miner is their main. They say this is a key metal used in electric vehicles and other renewable power applications. The stock has fallen this year with copper prices, but demand for the metal is set to rise quickly and should benefit the stock. Yeah. 
commodities ran way up in the beginning of the year, tailed off, mm-hmm. but you need a heck of a lot of copper if you're going to go down this path and all the electric vehicles and charging stations, DC. Oh, yeah. Um, I think this stock, let me see, when this article was written, the stock was down 24.5% year to date. That was as of August 15th. All the other companies are positive for the year, but this was the only one in the negative. They think it could be a turnaround due to a uh, potential demand for rising, well, rising copper demand for this. Okay. Yeah. What do you think? Okay. Yeah. You need we need a lot of material. We're going to go in electric vehicles and batteries and everything for them. There's a lot of materials that need mining, copper being one of the main ones. Yes. All right. Next up after Freeport McMoran, the fourth company mentioned in the article, LG Energy Solutions. This is a Korean battery maker that has struck major deals. I think they're making the batteries for General Motors. Okay. So we'll look into that again. It's not listed on U.S. exchanges. uh, Listed on the Korean exchange. Number five, the company is Plug Power. This is a vertically integrated hydrogen producer and equipment maker based in New York. The symbol is P-L-U-G. Very easy to remember. Plug Power already has hydrogen supply contracts with companies including Walmart. I think they're the ones that do the uh, Walmart um, little carts that go around and pick the merchandise and their forklifts and everything else. Okay. All right. right. On Plug Power. And the, the last on the list was Sunrun Company. Sunrun has the uh, solar panels, DC Taylor, which yeah. they sell and lease to uh, homeowners, offering them discounts on their local utility rates. And the symbol there, R-U-N. So there you have it. Let me run through them real quick again. AES, symbol AES. Bloom Energy is BE. Freeport, MacMoran, FCX. We have LG Solutions on the Korean Exchange. Plug Power, PLUG, and Sunrun, RUN. Companies that Avi Salzman thinks you can look into for the future of renewable energies. He thinks it's arrived in that big... Your favorite bill that I can never remember the name of, DC. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that one. Yeah, Inflation Reduction Act. That one. Uh, a lot of money flowing to the renewables, so that's why we brought that to your attention today. If we can help you in any way do your research, give us a call at NJC Investments, 570-586-5030. One word of caution. Yeah. Solyndra. Solyndra, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. You have to be careful. Now, I, I, in those companies that, that these are... These are uh, good, long-standing companies, okay. most of them. Plug is relatively new and Sunrun, relatively new. But remember back in the day, not too many years ago, about 15 years back, they, they did this. Mm-hmm. And companies like Solyndron popped up all over the place and then took the money in and went away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So make sure, make sure you do your homework in this newer area of investing. Let's take a break right here, DC, but don't go anywhere. We've talked about some growth ideas. We're going to come back with some income ideas. We've talked about the importance of staying balanced in your portfolio. So we're going to come back with some income ideas right after this break. But before we do, let me thank our friends at Montrose Motors in beautiful Montrose, Pennsylvania, for sponsoring this portion of our program. This is a great family-friendly dealership. 
And it's in a beautiful location on planet Earth, D.C. Tiller, Montrose, Pennsylvania. Great little town. Have the new lineup of Fords. I think you can even start talking 23s, right? Right, sure. Right? So yeah. uh, 22 Fords, 23 Fords. What else do they have, D.C.? Uh, pre-owned vehicles. If, if that is what you are looking for, uh, they will help you find uh, the one that is perfect for your uh, your situation and your budget. Absolutely. And uh, the great service department. And they always have the coffee on. I like uh, that, D.C. And so get out and check out my friends at Montrose Motors. I'm sure they'll make you that great deal on your next vehicle. Your financial future back in mere moments. Stay with us, won't you? Looking for a dealership where you'll feel right at home the minute you walk into the showroom? This describes Montrose Motors to a T. You know, that Ford dealership in the great little town of Montrose, Pennsylvania? Not only do they have a great selection of new Ford vehicles in stock, they also have an equal amount of quality pre-owned cars, SUVs, and trucks. It's just a short country drive to the no-hassle Ford dealer Montrose Motors on Grow Avenue. Ask for Andy Bennett or Doug Thomas. These guys really have never met a stranger. You'll end up friends. Nestled in the rolling hills of beautiful Clark's Green, Pennsylvania, you will find NJC Investments, a capable small-town firm with local values working right here for the citizens of our own community. Whether it's retirement planning, college planning, or just building up that long-term nest egg, the advisors at NJC Investments have decades of experience helping your neighbors achieve their goals. Why don't you get to know NJC Investments too? You can reach us at 570-586-5030. That's 570-586-5030. And we welcome you to join us weekly as we broadcast the Your Financial Future program on 94.3 FM The Talker, Saturdays at 9 a.m. NJC Investments, helping to take the mystery out of your financial future. Securities offered through Lee Baldwin Company, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. Welcome back to the Your Financial Future program with Nick Colarossi from NJC Investments on 94.3 FM, the talker on this Saturday morning. DC Taylor here, and uh, along with uh, Nick, Nick sitting uh, across the uh, on the other side of the massive soundboard for me. Hi, Nick. How are you? Hi, DC Taylor. Working hard on a Saturday morning, but this isn't work. This is to me. This is a lot of fun. I'm I'm glad to be sharing information with our listeners. Yeah. Hope it's helpful. I hope uh, you uh, can take away some information here mm-hmm. that will make your investment portfolio more profitable in the long run. Sure. So that's what we're shooting for anywhere. And as as always, if you have any questions, you can always reach out to me at NJC Investments, 570-586-5030, or drop me a line directly through our website, njcinvestments.com. Before I move on to our income ideas, let me first thank you again, DC, for all of the work you do on the program. Sure. And I remind everyone, DC Tiller has his own weeknight program on our sister station, 105-1035, The River. If you like classic rock, that's the place you want to be. Great music, great yeah. wit and wisdom by one Mr. Taylor sure. in between the songs. Thank you. Appreciate what? you tuning in. I'm uh, This coming week, I'm back on the afternoon and evening thing I was filling in on mornings last week for yeah. 
Jude. So, uh, yeah. so you get to rest a little bit more in the mornings now. Yeah. yeah store yeah. up that wit and wisdom for the evening. Sure. Wit and wisdom. Yes. Four till 8 p.m. Four till 730 on Fridays on 105, 1035, The River. All right, DC Taylor, I want to move on now to a new income idea that we haven't covered on the program before. It comes to us from Michael Foster, the investment strategist at Contrarian Outlook. And you know, we've covered Michael Foster before. He always likes to look into closed-in funds. These are baskets of stocks like mutual funds. Stocks or bonds could be anything, but they're like mutual funds in one respect that they're a basket. In another respect, they are a fixed amount of shares. So once the original shares are sold, they trade on the exchanges. So they have a stock symbol to them, but they are still baskets. And the uh, the article this came from is entitled, Where I'm Finding Safe and Cheap 7% Dividends Right Now. And that's his opinion. This came to us on August 18th from Contrarian Outlook. You can look up the entire article on its own. But this caught my attention, DC, because it talked about the Spider ETF in energy that we've talked about talked about often, including on today's program, the symbol XLE on that. He said, now energy is volatile, and they're, they're not recommending energy at this specific time because it's had a pretty good run. So far in 2022, he said, but if you have to own a portion of your portfolio in energy, he likes a different, other than doing the XLE, which has a 3.5% dividend, he likes to shoot for those higher dividends, which always takes on a little bit of additional risk, right? Mm -hmm. He says, I don't, uh, you know, if you're going to be in this area, clear bridge MLP midstream fund he would look at that before he would look at XLE. The symbol there is CEM, and this yields almost 7% and holds a range of cash generating master limited par- partnerships, MLPs. Mm-hmm. So just by MLPs alone, they're going to be a little bit more aggressive than the XLE, but you get about double the dividend than you would here, almost a 7% dividend on CEM. And it's currently trading at a 16% discount to NAV. What that means, DC, when you add up all the holdings within this fund and you price them out, the holdings should be worth 16% more. But for whatever reason, and investors selling in times and down markets brought the uh, NAV to a minus 16%. So in his opinion, this is undervalued at this time with that higher dividend. I will say there is 26% leverage in this fund, which makes it more aggressive. That means they're borrowing against their positions. So on up days, it's going to go up a little bit more. On down days, it will go also go down a little bit quicker. But CEM, top holdings right now. Energy Products Partners, MLPX, Western Midstream Partners, Energy Transfer. We've heard these names. You heard, you'll hear them again <laughs> right after this program on the Shale Gas News, a lot of them. Magellan Midstream Partners, Williams Companies, Targa, One Oak, DCP Midstream, and Inbridge. And this, again, a way to get a monthly income stream. 7% is your annual yield, just shy of it on Friday. This fund is... Up 37% year to date. And that's why Foster is a little bit cautious on the energy sector. He thinks it can have some pullbacks along the way. It is volatile. I'll show you why, DC. Mm -hmm. Up 37% year to date. The three-year average annual return? Right. Minus 5%. No. 
right? <laughs> okay. The yeah. five year is minus 2%. That's because energy had a long struggle over the last decade yeah. and really came again uh, popular in 2021 and 2022 uh, in favor right now. And nobody can tell you for certain what 2023 brings. No. So uh, there, there, there you have it. If you're looking for holding energy and looking for higher dividends, Michael Foster's opinion, CEM. We do not currently own it. I will do my homework and certainly not a recommendation from me to you. You have to do your own homework to see if it's suitable for your own portfolio. All right, Nick. Uh, normally, this time, uh, this time on uh, Saturday mornings, we'd be uh, getting a phone call. The uh, the hotline, the studio hotline, would be blinking. Uh, normally, this would be the time for Mitchell's mailbag, where we answer your questions here on the Your Financial Future program. Uh, Mitchell is uh, what they call on assignment uh, this weekend, so uh, I will. Uh, he was on assignment last weekend. Well, it's a long assignment, okay. <laughs> so uh, I will. Uh, I will take on the questions. He uh, hand them hand them over to me. So feel free to uh, make make this happen. So uh, I will. I will do that. I'll get some questions out to you. All right, I'll be ready for those. DC, tell you they're stacking up pretty good. So we better knock some of them off this week. And if you want to get your questions in, uh, we would love to hear from you. Send an email to nick at njcinvestments.com and make sure you put in the subject line Mitchell's mailbag. And then that uh, that way, uh, Mitchell will keep track of all of them by topic and, uh, you know, we'll give, give us a good uh, mix of questions. And uh, so let's let's go right to, uh, right to question number one here. This is coming from Rick in Carbondale. And Rick asks, what is the difference between shorting a stock and buying a put option and which is better? All right, Rick. Uh, good question. A lot of people asking, how do I bet if uh, I want to bet on the market going down? How do I do that? Well, <laughs> uh, when you short a stock or when you buy a put option, you are betting that the underlying security is going to go down in a certain period of time. Mm -hmm. Right. If you're shorting a stock, you actually have to have marginability in your account to cover that position, um, the price of the position. So if you were shorting a uh, a twenty thousand dollars stock, you would have to have at least ten thousand would be the minimum mm -hmm. in margin account, and you should have more than that in there. But you would sell the stock without owning it. And you would look to buy it back when it went lower. So if I were to sell that $20,000 stock and it went lower down to, let's say it was only worth 15000 I would bring in the $20,000 mm -hmm. into my account. And then when it got to fifteen, I would buy the stock to close out that position. So I'd be selling at 20000 getting 20000 into my account buying it back at 15,000 and closing that out. And I would earn $5,000 less the margin that it cost me. You would be paying interest along the way. Okay. There's obviously a danger in doing that. If the stock goes down, that's fine. If it goes up, mm -hmm. you can get margin calls. You could uh, have to close out the position at a higher, but if it went up to 25,000 in value, mm -hmm. now you're down 5,000. So there's certainly risk to shorting a stock. There's also more risk when you're buying a put option because you're betting a certain in a certain time period, the stock is going to go down a certain amount. Mm -hmm. Now that could happen. That's one of three things that can happen. The stock can go down, mm -hmm. the stock could stay the same, or the stock could go up. Two out of the three would be bad for you. So the odds are stacked against you. So either way, I wouldn't say I couldn't say either one's better than the other. 
if you were really diehard set on saying, okay, it's going to go down, maybe the shorting of the stock, if you had the marginability, would be safer. Because in the options trade, DC Taylor, mm-hmm. when you're betting like that, a direction, whether it be up or down in a certain time period, 85% of those trades lose money. So okay. the, either way, you're betting the direction down in, the, in selling a put or shorting a stock. Be careful. Make sure you understand all the options available to you. Make sure you understand all the risks that are involved. All right. All right. Well, uh, thank you, Rick, for that question. Let's go over to music and talk to uh, talk to Mary. Uh, Mary's got a question. Uh, she says, now that the government is going to be spending a lot of money on green energy, do you think that is a good sector to invest in for the future? All right, Mary. Good timely question, right, yeah. DC oh, yeah. Taylor? Thanks for listening in music, by the way, Mary. Uh, we're glad to have you along. And yes, we, we covered an, an article from Barron's Magazine. I'm getting... Just earlier in the program, I'm getting a lot of calls from clients. You just have to be a little bit cautious. There are a lot of companies in the green energy area that are new, Mm. and they may be the best, new best thing ever, and they may just flop. I kind of concentrate on those that that have established track records and that are branching into this over the last decade and, and building up that way. There are several companies out there like that. There are several exchange traded funds that focus there. There are mutual funds. There are closed in funds. There's different baskets that you can hold. So if you have an interest in this area, give me a call at the office, 570-586-5030. I can give you some direction on things that we've done at NJC Investments. And we can have a discussion to see if those types of things might be suitable for your portfolio. All right. All right. Thank you for the question, Mary. Let's go to Kingston and... uh Kelly, Kelly in Kingston has uh, uh, says uh, you mentioned two ETFs in electric vehicles and batteries last week. Can you repeat those symbols uh, so I can do my homework? Everything's going green. It looks like that that DC right. Yeah, Everybody's yeah. asking green questions this week. Kelly in Kingston. Yes, um, Kelly. Thank you for listening. And the symbols that we talked about last week again. These are baskets of stocks in these areas. Um, the first one was in the electric vehicle area. The symbol is D-R-I-V, mm-hmm. Drive. It's electric nice. and autonomous vehicles. The actual name of the ETF is the Global X Autonomous and Electric Vehicle ETF. Again, symbol D-R-I-V. And that leans, of course, towards the automobiles and the parts makers for them. Mm-hmm. The other symbol, DC, was lithium batteries, more oriented toward the batteries and the chargers, symbol L-I-T. The name of that ETF is Global X Lithium and Battery Technology ETF. Again, L-I-T leans more into the the generation, the power generation. Sure. Both of those ETFs have had a big push over the last month when D.C. Taylor's favorite bill was passed, (laughs) um, since it was talked about, right? Um, But both are still down. Um, L-I-T is still down about 9% year-to-date as of Friday, and DRIV still down about 19% year-to-date. Again, up over the last month, but still down year-to-date. So, There may be some long-term value in those areas. They've done well 
over time over the last three and five years. However, DC Taylor will tell you that past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Boy, you have that down so good. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again, Kelly, for calling from Kingston, Pennsylvania this morning. There you go. All right. Your questions answered. More of your questions answered on the uh, Mitchell's mailbag portion of the Your Financial Future program. Again, Mitchell uh, uh, on out out this week. Uh, we hope to hear from him, in, him again soon. And meanwhile, uh, that don't don't let that stop you from getting your questions in via email at uh, nick at njcinvestments.com. That's nick at njcinvestments.com. Send an email there with the subject Mitchell's mailbag, and uh, and we'll make sure Mitchell gets all the questions. He can continue to keep track of them, and uh, we will get those on the air here and uh, answer your questions here. So uh, thank you for all your questions. Well, thank you, DC Tiller, and I think we should take our last break right here. And when we come back, don't go away. When we come back, we're going to be talking about those seven cheap retirement stocks to buy for your golden years. This from an article in InvestorPlace.com. They say these are safe places for retirees. We'll take a look at that and give it our own review, DC Taylor. All right. The Your Financial Future program will return after these brief messages. Please stay with us. Hi. This is Nick Colarossi of NJC Investments. Investors today are facing all new challenges. With recent market volatility, we've urged our investors not to lose sight of their long-term investment goals. It's times like these that can create opportunity because we believe true wealth is built slowly over time. Let us show you how that can work with a simple dollar cost averaging plan that can help you stay on track to meet those goals. If you would like to talk to us about getting started or updating your current investments to take advantage of today's market opportunities, give us a call at NJC Investments, 570-586-5030. That's 570-586-5030. At NJC Investments, we are bullish on America and excited about our future. Securities offered through Lee Baldwin Company, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. Welcome back to the Your Financial Future program. Thanks for staying with us on this beautiful Saturday morning, Mr. Producer. Yes. How much time do we have left today? <laughs> A little over five minutes. A little over five. Let's go right through it here. Before I get to the seven cheap retirement stocks, according to InvestorPlace.com, I want to talk about woke versus non-woke investing, DC Taylor. Okay. Did you see that BlackRock is being investigated by 18 uh, state attorneys generals for um, kind of pushing woke investments, saying that, hey, you have to have the investor's fiduciary responsibility in mind and do what's best for them, not push an agenda. Right. And they're getting into a little bit of trouble for that, for their ESG investing. You know what ESG is? Environmental, social, governance. And, and, governance. and governance. That's right. Yeah. Can you explain it? It's, uh, <laughs> no. Nobody can, <laughs> no. right? They, it's, let me explain it. Woke 
Yeah. How's that? Okay, that's that, what it is. That's pretty much it. Yeah. So, so BlackRock in a little bit of trouble for that. And I thought back to the funds that we followed for a few years now. Remember the Second Vote Society defended ETFs, uh-huh. EGIS, and yeah. their Life Neutral Plus Fund. These are billed as non-woke fund. They they focus on the company's fundamentals of doing business right. and not their politics. Well, EGIS is down 5% year to date five and a half actually and lyfe is down 8.1 percent year to date you know what they beat the s&p 500 they've been beating the s&p 500 since we've covered them wow right (laughs) for a couple of years straight now so there might be something to this non-woke investing in fact we told you a few weeks back there is a planned etf coming named the god bless america etf Uh, the symbol is expected to be Y-A-L-L, y'all. Y'all, okay. And they're going to invest in firms with records in creating U.S. jobs, that have a a record of creating U.S. jobs. Uh, Not a bad idea. I like it. There you go. Very nice. So keep an eye out for that. That is not out yet, but uh, you can do your homework on EGIS, which we do own some of, and LYFE we do not currently own. But those are non-woke investments. You're going to see more of this. Yeah, good. Uh, good. Yeah, I think it's a good thing, too. All right, let's move on to that article from InvestorPlace.com by Josh Inamoto. I'm going to go quickly here for time purposes. If you'd like to read the entire article, you can find it online from August 11th. In fact, I urge you to do so. It has greater details than I can get into right here. And uh, this article uh, goes into stocks saying, okay, you want to have some solid income, but you want to have a little bit of growth in there as well for your retirement years. These are his opinions, um, not necessarily mine. We do own a couple of these. I will point those out as we go. First on the list, Cummins used to be Cummins Engine, and now just Cummins, symbol CMI, a power and mobility stalwart. Uh, Cummins is almost permanently relevant It has a current 2.7% dividend. Cummings is up 4.5% year-to-date. Next is Emerson Electric, EMR, provides engineering software and services. And Inamoto says Emerson Electric undergirds the modern-day ecosystem, down 4.7% on EMR, but it has a dividend yield of 2.3%. British American Tobacco, which is up 9.9%. Uh, they say favorable changes in the vaping landscape benefit British American tobacco symbol is BTI up 9.9%. As I said, has a 6.9% dividend next on the list of seven cheap retirement stocks to buy now for your golden years. According to Josh Inamoto writing for investorplace.com Vale, the largest producer of iron ore and nickel, which we're going to need, D.C. Taylor. (laughs) This is a Brazilian company, so there's more risk here. You can see this in the yield. It's down 8% year-to-date with a 22.5% dividend because it's trading near its 52-week low, so that dividend yield is uh, extended, V-A-L-E. Next on the list, we do own these next two companies for certain investors at NJC Investments, Skyworks Solutions, SWKS, they make semiconductors for the Internet of Things. He says Skyworks Solution is both relevant and one of the cheap retirement stocks. It's down 30% year-to-date with a 2.3% dividend. Pfizer, we also own some shares of. PFE is your symbol. It's coming off the successful development of the coronavirus vaccine. And, of course, they have a lot of other, you would think, though, D.C. Taylor, 
down 16% year to date with the <laughs> gazillion um, of those vaccines that went out. How could they be down 16% year to date? How could they? That's just what it is. PFE right. down 16% with a 3.25% dividend and wrapping up our list of seven cheap retirement stocks. According to Josh Inamoto writing at Investor Place back on August 11th, Garmin, the gradual return to normal could help drive renewed relevance toward Garmin's many connected devices. What do you think, DC? Those things in your car tell you where to go, right? Right, sure. Yeah, they're very, uh, very helpful. They started it all. GRMN is your symbol. They are down 29% year to date with a 3% dividend yield. And we snuck those in, DC. I hear the music coming up. <laughs> Thank you again for your help on today's program. You're very welcome. And we remind everyone there is never a bad time to make a good investment. If you have any questions on anything we covered this morning, just give us a call at NJC Investments 570-586-5030. Thanks again for tuning in this morning on 94.3 FM, The Talker. May God bless you and may God bless America. Make it a great week. We'll see you next Saturday. This has been a FilmWise presentation. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities offered through Lee Baldwin & Company, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC.